welcome everyone to this week's episode of Holistic Conversations with Vicky and Bron. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast is all about how you can learn to live well, be healthy, have gorgeous skin inside and out, and really thrive as you get older. By sharing our knowledge through real life experiences in our holistic beauty practices using natural therapies as well as high-tech science know-how, we will impart behind the scenes how-tos on how you get the most out of your day to live with vitality. Woohoo! Today we're going to talk about skin rituals or what we do for our skin to be um, glowing in our mid-50s. <laughs> Woohoo! So, so Bron, what what do you do in the morning? So you've obviously got morning and night routines and then weekly and monthly stuff. So why don't we start with our dailies? I do indeed, yes. Yeah. So as you know, I, I make, I make uh, skincare. So I'm very biased and I use my own stuff. Of course. And so in the morning I um, use my eye and delicate skin gel cream which is around the eyes and around sensitive areas. It was kind of um, formulated when I was going through all these allergies and everything I'd react to. And this I kind of formulated for eczema around my face. And then it just, I added all these amazing ingredients. It just became my kind of go-to eye serum. Mm. So, yeah, I use that, use that in the morning. Um, then I use my moisturizer over the top, usually a, tinted uh, face sunscreen. I like the tint. I don't really wear foundation, so I just like the little bit of tint this time of year. I don't wear it so much every day, to be honest, but Mm -hmm. um, if it's a sunny day, I will. And um, a little eye makeup. That's probably my my, um, morning morning rating. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I think I might do a lot more than you. I know so I so I like to play with skincare so at the moment well I should start back in my 40s I used to get really bad eczema around my eyes so I pared back a lot of the stuff that I was doing so now so I'm mid 50s and I'm going through perimenopause so I haven't quite menopause at the moment and over the last year I've got rosacea really bad uh, so it's through my center line it used to be on my cheeks and up my nose and across above my brows and now it's just on my no- in that bridge of my nose so I'm I've paired everything back so I use totally clean non-toxic skincare plant-based but still anti-aging so at the moment I'm using true science and I'm using it as a it's a four only four steps which for me is not very much <laughs> So I would normally, in fact, I've got five steps in it because I use an oil. Um, But I have to say, so it's only been three months and it's clearing. So it's taking a lot of the redness down, irritation. I used to have that really pustular rosacea. So there's four different types of rosacea you can get. So I don't have the high color, but it's the, it almost looks like I've got acne on my face, which is awful. (laughs) Um, so what I do in the morning is pretty much the same as what I do at night because I'm trying to keep everything simple. So in the morning, because I exercise, I sweat quite a bit in the morning. So I am actually using the cleanser. So it's kind of a light foaming cleanser, really light foam. So I cleanse, 
Then I tone, and the tone is like a toner and serum all in one, So, it, and I just use it wet on my hands. Then I use an oil. So I've got a oil which has got lots of essential oils, and it's I think it's hazelnut-based. So it's quite light, but it's got enough essential fats in it. And that kind of makes my skin feel a lot more hydrated because, as you know, as we get older, your skin dries out. And then I use the eye gel, which I love. I started using the eye gel about two years ago because I wanted to lift. Where I used to get eczema, my eyelids have really drooped quite a bit from all the excess swelling and puckering and redness and everything. So I've got one side of my face that, you know, one lid is a lot more draggy than the other. So I put it over that side a lot and then the rest of it's pretty good. And then I've got the anti-aging cream. So I use that everywhere. It doesn't have a sunblock in it. So at the moment it's fine because it's winter. In summertime, I will probably swap back to what I was using, which had an SPF 15 in it. And then I do wear makeup every day. So I use a mineral liquid mineral bronze um it's not called a foundation uh, it might be called a foundation actually it's the Inica one so again clean ingredients uh but it's fairly light and then i just use a bronzer mascara and eyeliner and some lippy kind of thing so that's wow it sounds a lot yeah. but it takes me like but, but, 10 minutes to do my makeup it's not really i mean you need to cleanse to get rid of that sweat yeah. and all that salt and stuff. Yeah, and otherwise you'd be like a salty dog and exactly. have all break out. Yeah, and also that. too that sweat when it sits on your skin because I used to never cleanse. I used to just tone but um, in the morning. But it does sit on your skin and it breaks it down. So because it affects mm. that pH of your skin, I thought, oh, actually I should be cleansing if I was telling my clients. Yeah, yeah if I... If I exercised before, I still would do that first before I exercised. I'd still put my moisturisers on and my eye gel and stuff. I do too. Um, sometimes I might, yeah, cleanse my face in the, in the shower. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I do do is, um, speaking of having a sore eye today, is I spray in, I've got the chamomile and lavender, my um, hydrosol. Oh, nice. Which is, a, I don't know what that is, a spy product of essential oils. And it clears up anything in your eyes. And quite often, if I have red eyes, um, my eyes are really sensitive anyway. I can, mm. you can spray that directly into your eyes, but I'll mist that over my face. So it's like another hydrant, you know, um, not hydrant, um, hydration. Keeps, yeah, completely. keeps your skin moist. And, yeah. So that's really good yeah. if you get like hay fever and sinus and, and itchiness and all that kind of stuff where you get the really itchy eyes. Yeah. And you can actually use it to um, wash out your eyes. Mm. and um it's really good actually so yeah i'll go back and use it um later i'll clean when i've cleaned off my mascara because i feel like i've got something going on in my eye yeah oh so, yeah that that um that and the eye gel that i make just saved me um i'd wake up when my eyes were really um reacting and they'd be so puffy and i had to kind of basically massage my face and get the look to drain back into the um, lymph ducts to yeah. get my eyes down before I even started the day. Oh, yeah. That's awful because mine yeah. used to do that too and it's embarrassing when you're a beauty therapist and I just used to have little slits as eyes until they would yeah. come right. 
Well, luckily, when the, the, the time it was really worse, you'll laugh at this, as my clients were Chinese, <laughs> and I apologised for my eyes, and they said, what's wrong? Your eyes look fake. Because <laughs> <laughs> it looked normal to them. <laughs> yeah, that was my little giggle. Hey, so question then, if you've got really reactive eyes or sensitive, with whether it's hay fever or reacting to something, could you use that hydrosol on a cotton pad, like dampen a cotton pad, actually pour some of that hydrosol out and do it like an eye compress? Because you know how sometimes you skip your eyes, even at the end of the day, you know, because we've been in COVID and lockdown, you get really irritated eyes from looking at the screens. Yeah. So if someone's working on the computer all day, they get really... You get a lot of UV damage, actually, and through your eyes. So you could actually do that. Yeah, absolutely. As I say, it's it's so safe. It's um, I can actually spray it directly into my eyes, and it's actually really healthy to do that. Gosh. You, if, um, go back to what it is. Is When you distill an essential oil, you'll know this, Vicky, but for listeners that don't, when you distill essential oil, there's the oil part of the um, plant, which becomes essential oil, the other part becomes the hydrosol. So that's the water-soluble part of the plant. So it's all full of minerals and vitamins that aren't penetrated into the essential oil. Mm. So it's actually amazing healing properties. Yeah. Um, I use them all the time in my practice. Um, I get mine directly from the growers in France. And they're just beautiful. Like oh, I've got yeah. sage one. I've got a New Zealand tea tree one. I've got German chamomile. You name it, I can get it. And um, that's the basically my the ingredients in my mist. Yum. So talking yeah, about so sage on a on a slightly t a different tangent for anyone into so because we're talking holistically. If you're wanting to clear energy, so we're talking on the ninth or what is it the tenth, and we had the Lion's Gate opening on the eighth of August, which is like the solar lunar thing. So you could actually do a cleansing with your hydrosol. I couldn't do. Woo! Mm. Yeah. Awesome. And I've got sage essential oil here, which is amazing. And funny enough, sage tea is what really helps hormones. Yes. Very calming to um, PMS or cramps or whatever. Mm. And I used to actually get to the stage where I'd... I'd the essential oil and the tea when I used to have PMT, not that yeah. I have it anymore. Yeah. Um, so we kind of forget that. Now, body knows naturally, you know, it's quite amazing, especially yeah. I think if you are like us and we're into holistic stuff, we, mm. our body kind of, like my body tells me all the time when something's off and yes. I kind of almost get to the stage where because I've used natural things all my life, that I know what to use. Yeah. Which sounds really witchy-witchy, doesn't it? It does, but I think it's really important, especially if some of the listeners are moving into their late 40s, early 50s, and you want to look at more holistic ways to be healthy um, everywhere, internally and externally, like have glowing skin. If you start listening and tuning in to your body's um, triggers and the symptoms it gives you and just the little clues on how to what it feels like then and follow that intuition then you get to know more because you start feeling cleaner and more energized and uh, sleep better and all these things that you're wanting come from listening yeah. to that intuition 
in fact, um, my doctor, who's she's actually retired now, but she she was a naturopath as well. She used to say, "But Bronwyn, you're so sensitive," and I didn't like her saying that because it felt like I felt like a bit of a hypochondriac. But I could say to her, like, if I took a medicine, I said I can feel it, and mm. I hate that feeling. You know, like I hate to have something artificial in me. And um, and she would just kind of, oh yes, but us sensitive souls, you know. <laughs> and you know, um, ancient day, the word disease was disease. Yes. So people could feel um, when something was wrong and be able to treat yourself before it got to to be a disease or a disorder. Exactly. And so that's the whole point is that we get symptoms and signs that we're feeling unwell and that's actually a sign that we need to stop and listen to our body and feel what is making it feel better. So let's go to your nighttime routine. Is it different than your daytime? Yeah, it's a little bit more. Um, my night time, I call it a, I talk, call it a ritual. Yeah. I crave it at the end of the day. It's kind of like someone was telling me the other day, which I had to giggle. It's like, you know, when women come home and you want to take your bra off. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like that. I can't wait. And it's not, it's not kind of just taking my makeup off, but it's, it's like my treat to myself. Mm. so I get I've made this um I wish I could show viewers but we'll show them some other time but I've made this all my products are completely natural and my cleanser is made it mainly out of avocado and apricot oils and which is kind of from New Zealand so you can imagine it's very boutique you know and it's it's non-refined so the cleanser becomes this beautiful yellow and I add my essential oil synergy depending on what mood I'm in when I'm making it. And at the moment, I've got a thing for cedar wood and lime. So my oh, nice. cleanser is cedar wood and lime. Mm. And um, I just can't wait to put it on and get rid of my wake up and give myself a facial massage. And so what I do is I put kind of like... Uh, you know, the old New Zealand 10 cent piece, which I think is Aussie 5. I always get it mixed up. Yeah, we're around the other Out. way. And onto damp hands, massage it into my face. Um, my little ring fingers, I massage around my eyes, which takes off any makeup. And then I carry on and just massage it into my neck, which you always go upwards and follow the line and the contours of the face, which, you know, like if we were doing a facial massage on a... On a one of our clients which i'm sure our clients can imagine what it feels like and then i just um get a flannel and take it off warm water yep and then i get my my mist which is usually my calm charm mist which is the one i was just telling you about the lavender and chamomile nice. and um when my face is still damp i will do my eye and delicate skin around the eyes and if i've got an itchy patch or a little bit of eczema around my brows or around my mouth if I've eaten wheat, I've noticed, or dairy mm. will come up. Yeah. Um, and then I will use one of my serums and put a couple of drops in my palm along with my moisturiser, rub my hands together and, and just press it into my face. Oh, nice. And that's basically what I do at night. I might also add... Um, 
one of my balms, and especially lately in the um, winter season, I use my Breathe and Relieve, which is what I made to get myself off my inhalers. So it's full of New Zealand manuka, uh, tea tree, um, which is obviously the expectorant properties, and it kills any germs. It opens up my... Um, passages, my breathing passages, <laughs> people are going to go, what is she doing? <laughs> Opens up my breathing passages and it's also got um, chamomiles and ginger, I think, um, something else, but yeah, so nice. it's kind of calming, and, yeah, so it's kind of gets me in the mood for sleep, not that I have any trouble sleeping, um, if I wake up during the night, it's usually because I've been having too much champagne, <laughs> and I've dehydrated, <laughs> or um, the hormone thing that we were going to talk about another time. Yeah. So that's, that's basically my nighttime regime, yeah. So there's a couple of things that I really want to point out to listeners that you've just said, and it's really key in what you do, because all your products are based on essential oils and natural products. So if you are using natural products that are also anti-aging, so like Bronwyn's is and mine are as well, but let's just talk about yours for a moment. All your ingredients actually help trigger some neurochemicals in your brain. So this is why, I'm sure this is why also you do it too, um, Bronwyn. We call it rituals because it actually does become that self-nurturing, self-love kind of um routine that we want to get into so that you're not only performing the task of taking off your makeup and taking off all the pollution from the day uh, but using those essential oils the smells so it takes four seconds from when we smell a fragrance or a smell like plant natural based smell essential oil for it to reach our limbic system in our brain so that means that limbic system works on our memory so if we are training our brain that this is the smells that are going to, we're then going to go to bed and sleep, then it actually starts getting into a patterning that, oh, when I have those smells happening, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to be going to bed and resting. So you actually start training, like when you train babies to go to sleep in the middle of the day, you do a little ritual or a little routine. So this is our adult routine of creating good sleep patterns so it's not only about you know no blue screens and all all the good sleep hygiene darkened room and not too hot all, all that kind of thing it's also the essential oils and things that you use with your ritual that you do in the evening so I truly believe that makes a big difference in how you set it up in your brain so if you start thinking oh crikey I don't want to do my routine um, and it's a chore then you're in an irritated state if you like if you're thinking vibrationally whereas if you're in that whole nurturing like oh this is so delightful and decadent and I love it and it smells divine and it feels so good to get all that grime off my face then you're instantly in that feel-good vibrational energy which then creates more calm and it switches the nervous system over so you're actually creating a lot of neurochemicals in your you know your chemistry in your body is changing ready for sleep so it's actually yeah, a physical thing yeah and i um i used to do that i'm kind of i'm i think if you're a beauty therapist you're quite a tactile person anyway yeah and 
I naturally used to do that with my babies, mm. like not even using aromatherapy, but it got to the stage where they would not, I would be using aromatherapy, but but not specifically on them because mm. I had it on me. Yes. And I'd massage their face and put them to sleep. And it, something um, made me think of that the other day because it's just natural for me, but um, I used to do it to a friend's baby who was never a good sleeper. Mm. And she said oh, I was the only one that could calm down. I just used to kind of um, do this little, with my ring fingers, um, movement around his eyes. And because he couldn't help but close his eyes because I'm going around his eyes. <laughs> exactly. Before long, he was asleep and snoring. And she was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, yeah. So powerful. Um, it's so powerful. That also, too, with the power of touch. Obviously, those yeah. points work on sleep because that, that's where yeah. they are working. But just even the power of yeah, touch. Yeah. So I used to do that with my babies. Actually, I used to foot massage when they were really irritated. I used to just gently, yeah. with oil or no oil, depending if I could get there or not, just massage the soles of their feet and it would calm them down Or and then I'd rub their yeah. back. And so now they're adults now. Yeah. If I need to calm them down for something, I just put my hand on their back <laughs> and they know what I'm doing. <laughs> but you can, you can feel them take a deep breath and they just calm down. Like if they're getting distraught about something, I'm just like, now calm down and start, you know, yeah, holding Oh, isn't that funny? Because um, going back to getting a little bit off the subject, but it's kind of around the same topic, how, um, you know, you know I weaned myself off my inhalers with my breathe and relieve balm. Um, what my nanny used to do to me was put Vicks Vapor Rub on the soles of my feet. Same. And so what I did with myself and with my baby who got asthma was put my breathe and relieve balm on the soles of her feet mm. and then I'd put socks on her and nine times out of ten she would um, instead of waking up because it's always a real worry with asthmatic especially losing your mum from asthma yeah um, nine times out of ten she wouldn't actually get a chest infection the next day she would just wake up and just be really snuffly nose so it actually came out of her chest yeah into her nose just brilliant so that's the same yeah. if people um, can relate to the old days. You know, they used to rub garlic on the soles of your feet and you'd taste it and, like, yeah. I can't remember how long it is. Is it, like, two hours or something you're tasting the garlic? It's something like that. Or is it I'm not minutes? sure about the garlic, but I do know for a fact that if you put peppermint on the soles of your feet, mm. peppermint essential oil, mm. then half an hour you taste it on your tongue. That's how powerful essential oils yeah. are. So it might have been 20 minutes with the garlic. And anyone else who's not aware that as you put things on your skin, it takes 26 seconds for it, for things to dissolve into your, so for essential oils to go through into your bloodstream. And then they stay working for about 48 hours, so two days. Yeah. So, so while, we're on the, while we're on the subject, just so a case we forget to um, touch base on it, essential oils are amazing and very healing. You'll hear Vicky and I rave on about them all the time, probably especially me. <laughs> but they're also very dangerous. Mm. Um, so there's all these places around that are telling people to ingest them. Um, you've got to be very careful. And it's only someone like Vicky or I that could um, direct you into that. And even then, you know, like I don't get my clients to ingest them. I've got, I think it's something like 26 hours training left to do before I become 
um, well, I can't even think of the word, but it's the French word where you can actually prescribe internal essential oils. But you've got to be so careful. And all these places that are telling you, oh, just put a couple of drops of this in your water and drink it. Um, if nothing else, it's going to burn out their um, mm -hmm. esophagus and, um, as, they, as it goes down. You know, It's not going to get to where you want it to get to, you know. So you're be better very, to use, very careful. Yeah, and you're better to use essential oils in a diluted form, like, say, with a carrier oil and put it on your skin or in a bath or inhale. Those are the better ways than ingesting. And I think I'm pretty sure you're the same as me. I know Australia is the same as New Zealand. Under our, um, So I'm a holistic aromatherapist. So under my holistic aromatherapy training, uh, we are not uh, allowed or licensed to prescribe um, internal medication. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You know, like I've got so many hours before I can actually officially do that. Yeah. So I'm kind of to it but I don't do it because yeah. to me I've got to actually I would do that train in France and then I'll yeah. then I'll look at that mm. um, yeah and there's only after, one time I was going to say that's after, that? our, that's after our 300 plus hours of clinical training that we did to actually get our certificate in the first place not a weekend course yeah Exactly. There's a lot of hours, and there's that's why it's just very annoys me that these people out there that know yeah. bugger all about aromatherapy and telling their clients to limit ingest them. It's just very dangerous. You can you can cause um, talking about how I wing myself my, off my inhalers. You could cause an asthma attack. Yeah. You could cause a miscarriage. You yes. could do all kinds of things. It's very dangerous. So please, please don't do it. Especially um, as you get older so, too. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, because hormones yeah, affect everything. So exactly. Make so your nighttime regime. Now, my nighttime routine, at the moment, because of this rosacea, I am doing fairly the same. I do add in another serum. At the moment, I've got a collagen serum that I'm adding in because I noticed all of a sudden I was getting <laughs> these saggy lines the um you know around our jawline and it was starting to sag all of a sudden so i thought oh i've got to put my little booster on so i've got a collagen booster that i put on um in between my so i cleanse then i use my toner which is the serum anyway the oil then i put this booster on um, which has got a little peptide that works on relaxing the muscle and then uh i put my anti-aging cream on however so that's my nighttime routine at the moment because i normally like to play i would do something like a lot more in the evening so i like to change around my serums and boosters and stuff so my firming products so that i'm always giving my skin something different to work with ingredient wise so it doesn't get used to what it what it what it's using so the other yeah. thing that i do is every every three months so like every change of season i use it as my trigger if you like so if it's change of season i go okay i'm going to change up my serum so i might do a serum in winter i do my serums normally morning and night but in the summertime i would do just a serum in the evening so i need a bit more boosting right. do you do anything right. like that yeah, well, I, I was actually going to say if I went to go for a walk and it was really windy outside, I would wear a lot thicker cream. Like I've got different um, 
thickness of creams. Yes. It's kind of like if you go skiing, you want to put on a thick protecting cream because otherwise yeah. you'll be very dehydrated and probably burnt. Yeah. Um, so I kind of do the same thing with essential oils. And I change it up all the time for my, even for, for moods kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yep. So um, with my, uh, my range, it's kind of um, being formulated for skin, body, scalp, mind, mood, spirit, lifestyle environment in those three yes. categories. Yeah. So if you kind of, um, so like this morning, I didn't have a very good sleep because I had a few glasses of champagne and woke up, keep waking up very dehydrated. So I actually um, had a lot to do, so I couldn't just sit around and feel sorry for myself. So I use my Energize and Revitalize um, aromatherapy um, synergy, yep. and I add that to my moisturizer, mm. and I also have got a waffle. So I kind of adapt my regime, even though I do the same kind of thing, I, I adapt what I'm putting into it um, by kind of How you feel. what's going on every day. And that, that's the same with um, if my skin, for example, you know, like after having a cold, if it feels a little bit more dehydrated, I would probably um, use more essential oils for the skin. Um, yeah. You know, like my, I've got a youthful synergy, which has got like rose geranium or um, frankincense and nice. stuff like that, which is skin renewal Yeah, and helps to... Um, um, turnover skin cells, that kind of yes. stuff. So, so you yeah, are really do... doing it holistically, like you know how we talked about holistic um, listening to your body for ailments. You are actually holistically doing your skincare based on a day-to-day -day basis pretty much on yeah. what you're doing environmentally-wise and then how you're feeling and then how your skin's yeah. kind of looking and feeling. But my, you know how we were talking about at night time? Yep. That, that cleanser doesn't really change as in I'll use the same calm charm at night. Yeah. So I naturally do that. I'm looking I look forward to it because I like you're saying, I must my body must be going, Where's that snuggly yeah. one to make me sick? Yeah. And even though I've got all these ones I could choose, I'm naturally drawn for that. Um because in aromatherapy you kind of say to people that I mean the reason why it's called aromatherapy is you've got to like the smell. Mm. And that changes from day to day. So if if I was to prescribe you something and you and I said, Oh Vicky, it's perfect for your skin and then every time you put it on you were like, eh, not Don't quite like sure if I like it or, or maybe one day you didn't like it or something. You shouldn't use it. Yes. Because basically you every little fibre in your body's going, Actually I don't want that at the moment. Mm. And it might be because like you're saying, oh, well this is the reason, this is the fact that when you smell something, it goes to your limbic part of your brain, which is your flight and fight. So most people know lavender as a calming um, essential oil, right? But you imagine if, um, so when you, your limbic part of your brain, the, the um, flight and fight is your, is your memory, basically. So you imagine if that memory of smelling lavender is a negative, which isn't relaxing to you. So say it was you fell over as a small kid into a lavender bush, and got bitten by a dog or something terrifying like that, that smell is going to conjure back that memory so it's not going to be relaxing. Yep. So if I went to put lavender on you, you it, you might have learned over the years to kind of calm down and not react the same, but it's not going to be as calming 
is something else. So as an aromatherapist, we would choose, um, you know, and, and saying that you'd never usually use a single oil, yes. but if it's quite dominant in the smell and someone's picking it up. So, yeah, we, um, you should actually change it how your how makes you body feel. and your mind feels. But not everyone's aware of that. The whole concept of aromatherapy is liking the smell. So um, as an aromatherapist, uh, I have a lot of people come to see, come to see me for different ailments um, and say, let's take acne. And going through that um, philosophy of that they've got to like the smell, I will obviously, I've got to cut it down because there's thousands of essential oils I can use, but I will pick, up, I'll pick out oils that I need for calming and healing the skin and, and calming down that acne. But holistically, what's going to calm down the skin is actually going to calm down the person's emotions as well. And if you go into their um, into their skin consultation and you go into go in deep, depending on what we're doing and how much time we've got, you will find that there's a lot of emotional stuff going on as well that's causing that acne. And depending where where it's kind of um, showing on the face, yes. um, you know, like Chinese medicine as well will will indicate that so as an aromatherapist if I make up I could make up a um, brilliant blends for anti-acne but if the client doesn't like the smell mm -hmm. I won't use it that's out the door but, but as, as a therapist I don't know if you're the same I'm sure you are I get quite intuitive what the client wants and if I'm picking out because now that I don't normally when someone comes in as a day-to-day I've got all these synergies I've made, and if people that are listening, if you don't know what a synergy is, it's a blend of essential oils. So in my brand, I've got all these blends for skin, and like I was saying, mind and mood and spirit and that as well. So I'll pick out of them. I won't be blending this, the single ones anymore because mm -hmm. I've got ones that work. I've got one that, that's called, say, Detox the Pox, which is for acne. Intuitively, I will pick out the one, before I know anything about the client, I will pick out the one that usually, nine times out of ten, it's the first one I pick, and they'll end up liking that smell the best. Because mm. quite often um, clients aren't um, aware of their smell. My Mine and yours is probably much more acute than them yeah. because we use our sense of smell so much. Mm. And quite often they'll go, oh, I can, I can kind of, um, I can pick up like a camphor smell they're not sure if they like it or with them i'll have to direct them um i don't let them have free reign in my with my oils because i'll be there all day and usually we're limited for time but yeah it's really interesting i think too with that intuitiveness you know we forget sometimes so both of us have had been in the aromatherapy side of things for over 30 or well, 30 years each <laughs> so we've kind of fine-tuned how we kind of hack <laughs> into the conversations to find that core so I call it that psychosomatic uh, healing so we're looking for the core what's the root cause of say for example acne so for some people it might be gut related some people it might be stress related some people it might be pH skin side of things so it's a little bit more or you know whatever's happening environmental so we're actually looking quite quickly to decide what's happening. And also then, I mean, 
and you probably do this a little bit too, Bronwyn, is work. So I work on the chakras. So I can see, I douse a little bit what chakras are out of alignment and then that will lead me to the root cause quicker. So then we can use the essential oils to balance for a blend. How we kind of get there is like just the way that we work. So everyone works a little bit differently. But that makes a big difference to how we feel or how that person um, uses that oil to then calm and help heal the acne. So it's amazing, actually. I love it. I mean, I still love it after all these years, which is great. <laughs> yeah. It's something you never get tired of, isn't it? It's very, it's fascinating. I think because everybody and is different. Like everyone has that different emotional content within themselves that it means that it's different. Every single person is different, even though physically we're the same. Very, very similar. <laughs> yeah. And how, how we portray our stress on our face and in our bodies is, is kind of different and and that could be that could be from our general health or genetic or whatever. There's a lot of things we could discuss, which we'll probably cover more later. Yeah. But it's quite interesting, isn't it? And and I I guess like you're saying, because of our experience, we've worked for, with people for so many years. It's almost like you can they can walk through the door and without them saying anything, you kind of go, oh yeah, gut or yeah. Um, oh, okay, she's going through menopause or. Or you yeah. can kind of name all these things that are happening to them before they've even told you anything. It's quite yes. quite interesting. I think we do pick yeah. up a lot more from where it's where it is on the face. So there's different zones on the face, if you like. So we kind of get a bit of a clue. We might ask a few questions, and then you get the deeper, you know, answer kind of thing. So we quite quick with diagnosing. So actually, just curious, Bronwyn, after back to skin rituals. <laughs> I know we got off topic. Do you do any masks or exfoliants or, uh, and how often do you do that? Yeah, I, again, I read my skin, but probably about once a week, yep. I would exfoliate and mask. I also, I make sure weekly that I'll, I'll, I'll do a facial massage, even though I'm doing it every night with my, my ritual, mm. I will have like a tool or I've got a machine that kind of um, is is called a jade machine, and it's basically got little. Um, it's very hard to use on yourself saying that, but it's basically little ball bearings almost, oh, and yeah. you can go around the origin and origin of the of the muscle in the face. And if you're massaging someone, you feel the stress in those muscles. Yes, and. I either use that, but what I probably use more is I've got like a jade um, handcrafted Japanese, what's it called? I have to show you one day when we're on video, but it's basically a little black um, tool that I can massage the face with. And so I will go around the lines and I will put on my cream and I will go into the lines and I can feel those little lines kind of, where we frown between the forehead because I will never have Botox. i never done anything. Um, I'll point that out right now. You're probably the same, Vicky, I yeah. assume. Yeah. Um, that was my so, goal actually at 40 was like, how can I how can I avoid having Botox and fillers and still look good? <laughs> yeah. That's one of the big things I fought with in the beauty industry because as a beauty therapist, I thought, 
um, aromatherapy would sit in the beauty industry really well, like for what we were we were trained at. Because um, our day, we weren't trained into anything artificial, right? Yeah. And, um, but I seen kind of in the, in the 90s, I guess, was was it when they came along? We, we trained late 90s. Yeah. So it was probably about around that time they started inventing all this stuff. Is that right? Yeah, so now? it was before 2000. Anyway, when Adam was a boy. Yeah, fillers and, and yeah. became used for cosmeceuticals rather than surgical or medical. Yeah. So for people that don't know, which amuses me that they're not taught, Botox is basically botulism which they used to um over in new zealand and i know over in aussie possums are protected but over in new zealand possums aren't protected because they kill our our wild bird life and botulism was actually the poison to kill possums so how can you not tell me that injecting botulism into your face is not going to show up down the track as a cancer i mean now we've learned that we can't put um which Vicky and I knew, you can't put aluminium under your arms because it blocks your your lymph nodes and that's what can cause um, breast cancer. Oh, science has finally caught up and realised all that. Um, but, yeah, the old botulism in the face. Well, hello. So I just kind of horrifying look at people when they're injecting this into their face. Um, you know, anyway. So I massage with with this tool, which mm. um, I go around the insertion and origins of the eyes, lift them up. Because when you learn beauty therapy, you learn every muscle in the face. And we could actually put it up um, on our websites, actually, someone's interested to see the charts of the face, what we yeah. massage. Yep. Um, I reckon it's really interesting. Remember we had to draw it? Yes. And name it, kind of origin the... insertion. There's oh, yeah. over 60 muscles in the face. I still remember that. There's over 60 muscles in the face. <laughs> And not only we, did we have to learn every muscle, we had to learn every in, insertion and origin. We had to learn every disorder, every, you know, like the nervous system, the lymphatic system. The, as I say, the muscular system is only one of the systems of the face. So yeah. having all that knowledge, why would you inject something poisonous into your body? Yes, I agree. Good question. I agree. Unless it's for something like migraines or ingrown eyelash which is what it was designed for yeah well saying that that's how how it was discovered was and i actually uh knew a lady who used to get um what's it called where you get a lazy eye oh yeah you and it droopy basically time so she had to get um botox injected into her eyelid to keep her eyelid open because mm. otherwise she would start to get blind in that eye Wow. So I mean, there are there are uses for it, but especially I think the youth today, they obsess with their looks, and they get all those fillers in their in their lips, and they look actually disgusting. I don't know why they think that looks nice. I think if you ask um, a male, <laughs> you know, do they find that sexy? I, I guarantee ninety percent of them will say no. They're like, yeah. why do you do that? And I think that as a 20 to 30-year-old, if anyone is listening in their, in their 20s, um, I know a lot of people get fillers as a preventative in their 20s. Let me tell you, that is not correct. 
you cannot prevent because at age 25, your skin will start breaking down and that's that aging process starts to happen. So you can get lines, obviously, but you have to look after your skin. So putting botulism or um, fillers, which are usually hyaluronic acid, so that's slightly better, <laughs> depending on where the hyaluronic acid is from. Uh, and it's usually not plant-based, which is in ingredients and um, skincare. Another whole subject. Um, that's a whole another subject. But uh, it's not preventative. You're preventing is actually looking after the skin texture so that it can function, especially in your 20s, where it has that capacity to actually do it. So, okay, after 40, you can make your own mind up. I still don't. I don't do it myself, but if you want to do it, go right ahead. <laughs> I don't. I think there are a lot of other options, but that's just my um, professional opinion from the natural yeah. anti-aging perspective. Yeah, well, it is interesting. Um, but yeah, I I guarantee that that will be it will be the cause of cancers yeah. if they haven't discovered it now. But basically, it's just a big money-making scheme. Um, it, I, I just think it's it's quite disgusting, really, how doctors can can just do this to people and not kind of tell people what can happen. I do wonder, and this is just throwing it out there. I don't know what you think about this. This is just my theory. <laughs> and it comes with the toxicity. So if you're putting, say, botulism, in, and it's only in minute amounts, I get it, but over a period of time, over years and years and years, you're putting that in your face. It's very close to your eyes and your brain. And if we're going to live, so statistically, we are likely, our generation and the younger generation are likely to live to 100 plus. Is that going to impact the health that we live that age <laughs> as far as brain health? So I'm thinking dementia, Alzheimer's, mm. those kind of conditions for me are worse than if I got, say, diabetes or you know some other oh, condition exactly. because exactly you know you're just not there so uh, that's my concern is that later down the track we'll discover that these things aren't good for us um so i'd rather than just not go there if, if i you know i don't want to go there that's my choice yeah well um i think we're going to have a lot of stunned possums out there <laughs> <laughs> you see Did a you lot like of that? TV personalities, don't you, and their foreheads. You can actually tell because their skin looks like glad wrap, I call it, the glad wrap effect. So shiny and thin, and it doesn't, you know, obviously, no expressions. So anyway, that's a whole nother story. We, we won't go there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's another thing is they stretch the skin. So what happens is the structure of the skin is compromised. It's like if you can imagine making a um, pastry, if you stretch it and stretch it, the integrity after a while, it, it's just going to dissolve. You can poke dissolve. a hole in it, like poking a hole in a in a apple pie that you've stretched too much. <laughs> yes. So people, people just look after your skin. There's yeah, exactly. no shortcuts. Here. No um, shortcuts. You've got to do the work. Nutrition on the outside and on the inside is yep. the best thing to do. Yep. Um, so so oh, getting. I've got oh, mask will again depend on um, what my skin, what season it is, and what my skin needs. Usually, um, hormonal aging kind of thing. It's hydration, hydration, hydration. Especially yeah. if we've had a few shampoos. <laughs> um, especially if we're working in um, air conditioning or out in the sun or out in the winter at the moment. Yeah. So, 
to me, it's kind of getting trying to get that hydration or keep that hydration in my skin. As you get older, you start to lose the oil in your skin. Uh, so we might, you know, we'll probably be going for something a lot richer than the, if we were in our 20s or 30s. Yeah. And um, I exfoliate. Yeah. And that's just with natural little um, salt beads that dissolve. Yeah. And it basically very gentle so it doesn't scratch the skin and it just basically helps that exfoliation process because that all slows down as we age and what we want to do is is get rid of that dead skin cells just so the products can actually penetrate a little bit deeper basically and also it it, it makes our skin look a lot more glowing and yeah um non-dull and uh, what i basically um think of it as is you're basically what's going to slough off anyway is you're just giving it a helping hand yes. so you can protect what's there i think too like as you get older yeah as you get older you lose that ability it's just natural aging of the skin to slough itself off so yeah you just got to help it along the way a bit and what happens is as those dead cells on top which come across as dry and dull looking skin so as you get rid of those when you exfoliate it gets rid of the dead skin on top and then it actually sends a little message to the bottom cells to go get making some new ones <laughs> hurry up you're yeah. getting slow <laughs> yeah and um also, what I like about the exfoliation is it stimulates the blood circulation. Yeah. And so it kind of, like we're saying, it gives everything. It's like giving Nana a little hand up. <laughs> Come on, Nana. <laughs> You're getting a little bit slow. Here you go, darling. <laughs> exactly. And it makes it absorb all the nutrients. So when you're putting your moisturizer on or your mask or whatever you put on next, it actually absorbs all those goodies that are in your product or moisturizer so that it uses it. So, it's yeah, perfect. And, and so, oh, a little bit, go back a little bit for when I was saying I use that tool around my, my face, I will concentrate where I'm getting um, lines and, and kind of like that, the muscles of mastication, which run down from your nose down your face. Yeah. Um, especially from my edge of my lips down a little bit, that one has become a little bit droopy, I've noticed, over the yeah. last five years and um i know people used to have that from ladies it used to be quite common from 35 but i never had it yes yeah, but now i've got it there so i get in there with this tool yeah and where where you do start to line you feel it with if you know what you're feeling for it feels like i was saying before the tissues just don't feel quite as flat Smooth. and they feel like the um, build up of toxins in there mm. so it's like not only have they lost all that um, plumpness and um, you know the elastin and collagen they've also kind of they sit apart and then all toxins fill up and so the muscle fibers kind of get pulled down so it's kind of like a triple-edged sword so yeah we just need to kind of, um, massage it back and and it giving yourself a um, like if you've ever had someone else do a deep facial massage on you it's just so de-stressing as well yeah because you actually hold a lot of tension in your facial muscles which is yeah. why a facial feels so good <laughs> yeah 
Well, there's that. There's also that trendy one now that's coming from Hollywood, which therapists actually put their fingers in people's mouths and must yes. and massage that. It's not necessary, I feel, if you do a good outside one. Yeah. Um, it's pretty gross, really, because it feels very uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's basically the same thing. Actually, what I do in, in clinic too, I have this oxygen facial that I use. So it's using basically pressurised oxygen. So it's pure O2. Uh, nice. but, but it works on your lymphatics. So it pushes the serum in obviously that we're using for the facial but then it does a massage and we do it in lymphatic drainage movements as we're spraying it on but what it does is then we firm so we're actually massaging all those areas that need breaking down so think of it like having a deep tissue massage without it being a deep tissue massage so it actually just gets rid of toxins um flushes out everything but it's also making all the vitamins and nutrients go down to your collagen yeah. layer. Yeah. Feel yeah, so we we both, without even consulting each other, we both do very similar things on ourselves and our, and our clients, funny yeah. enough, because yeah. in the beauty world, there's no set. You don't say, this is this is it, you know, every, you ask any beauty therapist, because, I mean, most beauty therapists, let's be honest, aren't holistic like us. They will yes. use... If nothing else, they'll use chemicals in their products. So we're probably the real, the real, um, well, because we've got that nutritional background, you know, yeah. as well, and we we just know the benefits. But I use the same, you know, how I was saying the Firmilif one with, with the little ball bearings. I've also got, which I got from Switzerland, is um, an amazing little suction. It's little glass suction oh, caps. Oh, cool! So it's like the. Um, Chinese, where they, you know, where you go for a Chinese, they put the hot, they lock them and they put the cups on. It's exactly like that, but they're, I've got big ones for the body, which is good for cellulite and, and lymph, but the tiny ones for the face, one's a flat one to go around the eyes and nose, yep. and one's a round one, and it's attached to a machine with suction. So mm. I use it for lymph drainage lymph and drainage. for just my serums into the skin. So yeah, we're doing perfect. the same thing. We are. Yeah, so so that's we, great. We basically follow the lines of the face and the contours of the face, and we always go up around the chin and the neck. So you're lifting. I open up the lymph nodes around on the um, clavicle. Yep. And on the chest, yep. and then I'm basically draining all draining. the toxins into so those drainage. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So. Um, did you do manual lymphatic drainage training? I'm sure you would have. Yeah, as part of aromatherapy training, we had to do lymphatic lymphatic drainage. Oh, okay. And I think I must have done some extra modules on that for sports massage. We had to do lymphatic drainage as part of that course yeah, as well. Yeah. So, um, and when, when you're actually doing that massage, you're like pumping the skin and you're draining the tissue into the lymph nodes all over the body because people, I'm sure you know this because people are so much more educated now, but you have lymph lymph glands all over your body. And you know how we're talking about the lymph glands under your arms, which cause breast cancer if they're blocked. So um, I love doing body treatments on people with this machine because you can you just drain the whole body. And so it's a great um, firming and toning machine. And I'd love to be able to do it on myself, and I probably could, but you never do. No, because it is kind of awkward and hard doing it on yourself. Yeah. So and you have to be a little bit of a contortionist, and <laughs> you know, luckily I, I am, so I probably 
could be okay, especially now that I do yoga. Yes. But, hey, going on to our um, body skin rituals, body skin rituals. Yes, well, we're coming up to an hour, so should we do that um, next week? We can talk about next all week, our body all our body rituals that we do because I do quite a few. Uh, and <laughs> just going back to the mask, I, so I'm quite religious about my – I think I probably I'm a bit more routine. You're a bit more intuitive. So I always yeah. exfoliate twice, two to three times a week. And I mask – yeah, and I mask one to two times a week. And I, and I have a facial once a month, regardless. Oh, and then I have a more. massage every three weeks because I do a lot of exercise, fitness stuff. Yes, so I have a massage. I have a massage too, but that will come in. That will come in we'll next talk week. Talk about that next week. Yes. Uh, what we do with our our body. body. I tell you, we. I I realised suddenly, Vicky. I don't know about you, but I think I am high maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> when you think, hey, are you a high maintenance chick? No, I'm not high maintenance. And then you list out all the things that you do, like, okay, maybe I might be a high maintenance, but it doesn't take long. <laughs> you know what? To be healthy is high maintenance. Yep. And you know what's way be, worth it. Yes, yeah, to be it, happy and healthy, it is high maintenance. It really is. But it, it is it becomes part of your regime. So yeah, yeah. it's our norm, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's our, and there we go. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Holistic Conversations with Vicky and Bron on all things living well, being healthy and having gorgeous skin so you can thrive and live with vitality. Follow the podcast on this platform if you enjoyed the episode and want to hear more. You'll be notified when we upload new episodes. If you loved what you heard, share and follow us on our platforms and drop us a note on what you'd like to hear more of. Until next week.